warning. We are about to spoil the second half of Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. If you haven't seen the series, or you plan on watching it, then click away now. Or if you've already seen it, or you just don't care, then please stick around. It's time for Galadia in space! That's best to God. That's best to God. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. I'm going to have a hell of a time trying to edit this one because in the recording, we're already at eight and a half minutes. So, Oh, how do you think I feel with the episode? Yeah, how much do we dick around in that one? Oh, wait, I can't say that shit. I'll bleep it out. How much do we dick comes around? Out to, comes out tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it comes out tomorrow, the day after this one. Okay, yeah, but sorry, how much do we dick around in that one? Uh, that one was like almost 20 minutes of you and Jared just fucking babbling. <laughs> and that's not counting the ending where I did cut out a good bit because it was just needless <laughs> rambling. <laughs> 20 fucking minutes, man. But I'm telling you, we still have a monopoly on those kitchen sinks because the rest of the world doesn't deserve it, man. Uh <laughs> God, we're in this mood today, <laughs> folks. Ah, uh, yes. So, um, as you probably gathered from the spoiler warning, this is the second half, and I feel kind of bad because in the spoiler warning for the last one, I didn't say the first half. I, I think I just said Bubblegum Prices, Tokyo 2040. So, Well, then they should learn to read. Well, all right. So, yes. Uh, judging from what I just said now, it's Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, part two. Ah, good times were had. Good times were had. And also we went quiet. But I think the second half is a lot better than the first, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like the first half, you know, was much more of an introduction to the characters and it was very much a Monster of the Week thing. But this is when it decided, you know, actually have, go on with the story and become a little more serialized. So... And when that not happened, that the villains got any better <laughs> no that is true but yeah this is when you know the plot actually became interesting because while there were still arcs in it you know um we drew out a certain storylines longer than an episode you know sometimes it lasted three episodes or four episodes so <laughs> exactly but yeah i will let you take it away with the summary and hopefully the internet isn't a complete cocksucker the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it tends to be a cocksucker, so. And not in, like, the cool way. Right, yeah, like the, the bad way, the negative connotation. Um, the bitey way. <laughs> bitey way. Don't even fucking remind me. Uh, <laughs> okay, I didn't know I would get what I paid for with Chip and Dale, okay? <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to say that on air. Okay, shut up, Brain. Let's just go with it. Go for it. No, I don't want to go for it. Fair enough. Okay. So last time, we were looking for a lab that Cilia's dad had because it had a secret thing in it. It's Alma. Uh, it's basically Alma. <laughs> it's Alma from Fear. But they do find it. Uh, Nene is still at the police force pouting that she was lied to so much and all that jazz. Uh, but they do find it, and Cilia's like, hey, I know you found it and we could dig to it right now, but let's not just come back. No, seriously, come back. You better come back. <laughs> and then they do. Yeah. And then um, Lena and Pris, who are still working, come back, and they're like, okay, we'll do this tomorrow. Silly is a fucking liar and goes and tries to goes down there herself to finish this. But also Mason knows. I forget how he knows. But he knows. The man knows. So Mason's men are basically following right behind Cilia, who does make it to the lab and mother 
and basically a mother brain style container is there. A lot of video game references today. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to destroy this. So she tries. She tries her damnedest and kind of succeeds. Because her whole plan I mean, was to, because uh, like, you know, you can't destroy it with that type of microwave gun or something, but she uses the power from the um, thing in space to actually accelerate it and basically try to fry her. Yeah, in this world, there's like basically a bullet train in the atmosphere that can get you around the world in less than a day. The skyhook, that's what they call it. Skyhook, yeah. And she takes the power from that, microwaves the container in hopes that it will kill the thing inside its Ulma. Uh, <laughs> Mason shows up saying she can't do that. She does. <laughs> and the rest of the team shows up. Does, did Nene show up for this? I forget. Uh, no, it was just, I believe it was just Pris and uh, Lena. Lena. Yeah. Because there were the, their three hard suits got destroyed. Or, um. Yeah. No, all their suits got destroyed, so Nene does show up. No, yeah, you're right. Nene does show up. Yes, yes, yes. This was because, yeah, okay, okay. They all show up, and the the melted metal, like, goes into suits and almost turns the suits rogue. Mm-hmm. Luckily, everyone is able to eject in time, but not in time while Mason goes up to the container, where it turns out there's a little girl inside. It's Alma. Her name is uh, Galatia. Galatia. Yeah. Galadia. I'm going to say Oma because Galadia is odd and hard to say. Yeah. And she's just Oma because she even has an army of clones and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, it, the parallels are very, very obvious. <laughs> but Mason steals Oma. The rest of the, the rest of the crew has to just kind of bail because the cops are there, and even uh, Leon shows up catching press and is like. You know, it's kind of odd to find you down here when we heard the night sabers were here. <laughs> and you're there in nothing but, you know, this really skimpy clothes in the middle of the underground. Uh... Thankfully, they won't get more skimpy. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say, uh, Leon catches on. But, uh, Alma. Or Galatia. My brain wants to choose one or the other and can't. <laughs> Galatia <laughs> has control of anything that's technology. Yeah. she You can literally turn guns on you, like turn your gun into goo and then it just tears you limb from limb. Cars are to her whim and all the boomers are to her limb. Whim, not limb. Which is not good for Maki because Maki can also be infected by her. Except However, he, he this... doesn't really go boomer. She more just kind of possesses him. Yeah, it just possesses him. But luckily, one quick pep talk gets her out of there. I'm sure this will never come up again. <laughs> but also, due to being in the suits, is I think that's the reasoning they give. Yeah. Due to being in the suits so long, Everyone gets memories from Cilia on stuff that has happened and also gets stuff from Galadia yeah. on what had happened. <clears throat> because I think the explanation later on is that, you know, you sync, quote unquote, with your hard suits and you have to kind of have the right, you know, mental and body capacities. And, you know, it's basically the electric neurons from your brain syncing with the electricity from the suits. But the reverse can also happen and it can plant memories in your head is what they were saying. Yeah. Cilia due to this goes into a coma but wakes up and explains that they aren't the first night sabers mm-hmm. and there was another group of night sabers and they all fucking died <laughs> yeah because she that's when she realized you know they were kind of just people in suits and they didn't really have the capacity to sync with the suits yeah and also the suits are based off of Celia's younger memory so they have to be able to sync with her yeah which it's not explained why they're able to, other than they're women. Well, it's they're, they're women, but I presumably the other ones were women as well. Um, but they couldn't, yeah. you know, they, they couldn't sync with the, they had to be like, I, I don't know what the explanation is there. It's like, you have to be able to sync with her or understand her or something. I don't know. Maybe they were just complete assholes and had no sense of empathy. Uh, <laughs> oh, there was a joke there, but I'm being nice. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, but Pris leaves. Pris is pissed. 
about this that almost like completely rhymed. <laughs> At uh, Boomer Patrol, the police or whatever, the AD police or what are yeah, they? It's ADP? The, yep, that's right. It's the AD police. Yes, uh, the AD police go on strike because even though boomer attacks are getting worse, the police are like, we don't need the AD police anymore, so we can just uh, move everyone into the normal police force. And then Leon was like, but I was already part of the normal police, and that was stupid. <laughs> that was dumb, and I hate it. Uh, so everyone's out on strike, except for Nene and kind of the higher-ups who just never leave, like the police chief. Mm-hmm. And Goliath is messing around with her powers and is able to control every boomer in Tokyo and sends it to attack the police station. Well, the AD police station. Well, it was the, it was the boomers that were being held underground in confiscation. Oh, right. All the ones that were all the rogue boomers that were being held in uh, storage, basically. Yeah, she's able to reactivate them. Night of the living boomer. Oh no. Pretty much. Oh wait, sorry. They're not boomers anymore. They, that's I jokingly later. called them Zoomers, but they and they're called Voomers. That's that's not till later, though. They don't call them that until I think the end of that arc. <laughs> uh, well, I can call them it now. So because they because they say at the end like the Voomer phenomenon or something. Because they're voodoo Boomers, oh, I guess. So stupid. Uh, but basically the police. The people inside the police station are being attacked. They try to get everyone else's attention. Eventually, Lena get gets word. Leon, uh, I forget why Leon... I think Leon just realizes, oh, fuck, something is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. It's because... Um, no, it's because the chief's daughter called and said, I haven't seen him for several hours. All right, Chief Star calls and is like, "I haven't heard from my dad. That's kind of odd. That is odd." Yeah, because he o- apparently always answers his phone and never ignores family or whatnot. <laughs> also, Pris stops being pissed and comes back with the motorcycle. Do you remember the motorcycle that I mentioned for like one part, one episode back in the last half? Yeah, it's back now. Yep. Pris goes it and basically saves the day using the motorcycle, but also loses the motorcycle, but she'll get it back later anyway, so this detail kind of doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But the... The Voomers take over the police... Well, they almost take over, but then, due to liquid nitrogen, they all go kablooey! (laughs) However, um, this doesn't stop basically a voomer apocalypse in all in tokyo yeah oh excuse me you're good everyone is evacuated except our main heroes and a couple of stragglers that we will find later Mm -hmm. but freaking galadia is just it's just killing anyone in sight it and the uh, Voomers are even fusing t- together to make giant Voomers. <laughs> like they have to verse one that comes out of a parking garage mm-hmm. and has fused with every car that was in there. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, Nigel invents a new suit where because it's an upgrade suit, they now get to be naked instead of wearing uh, basically uh, a leotard, I think I'm trying to think of. Yeah. <clears throat> They have to be naked They're because just... there's, like, goo that has to go and form. Yeah, sure. It's totally not because this show gets a bit more sleazy near the second mm-hmm. half. Uh... But yeah, they're they're now naked, and the suits are ten times more powerful, so battery life is an issue until we write it in as an issue. Uh... <laughs> and also, the suits can reform in different ways, but this is only used, like, once. Yeah. Um, they defeat a worm of worms. Pris starts making the moves on Leon, and we find out that the motor, the super cool motorcycle, can also turn into basically a second suit for Pris. Which is, so she's like in her battle suit, and then there is another suit, which is stupid as fuck, but awesome. <laughs> God, I hope it doesn't get dumber. And let's keep going. <laughs> 
Goliath sends a bunch of boomers to the the uh, Night Sabers HQ. That gets ta- that gets basically overrun. Uh, Maki is in, is infected by Galadia again. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's but not really t- infected. It's more possessed by Galatia. <laughs> Correct. And uh, he, she is basically deleting his memories to make him a hollow shell so she can use him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Borg. Also, we learned that uh, G- Galadia. It's, um, she she might she might be going into a, a bad because we try to go to the main place where Mason it where uh Mason's headquarters. Mm-hmm. Also, Mason is now just a statue on the outside of his building. Yeah, it's like some fucking Resident Evil ass shit. So, yeah, he just got what he deserved. Uh, we try to fight Galadia. It doesn't work out well, and Galia goes to space. Because she's going to infect a, a, uh, oh, what was it called? Shit. The, oh, 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 yeah, the big satellite oh. thing. Um, Fuck, they say it like six times, son of a bitch. They do, shit. Um, uh, umbrella. The umbrella, that's it. The umbrella, which will basically allow Goliath to nuke the entire world. Yeah, because <laughs> like she fuses with the building they were in, they were trying to fight her in, and she just rockets up into space. Mm-hmm. The U.S. tries to nuke her, but she instantly destroys it through and through a bit of high. I'll just call it hijinks for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> through a bit of hijinks with the skyhook, the the. <sighs> Chris, Nene, and Lena are able again to space to make their way to Fighter. Oh, wait, no, this was outside the building where Maki sacrifices himself, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Sorry, hold on, going back before space. Uh, Glatia has, like, this force field of nanomachines, and everyone gets stuck in it, but through his last bit of strength, Maki is able to fire basically an orbital laser from their bus and take out the shield. So they're able again, the building they loot. They basically lose that fight. Galatia goes into space. Okay. We're back to where we were. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You got this. America tries to nuke Galatia. It doesn't work. The UN was going to keep nuking here, but since it didn't work, they're like, okay, we don't want the boomer infection to spread. So we might just nuke Japan if this isn't solved quick enough. Presumably, I don't just under- to, presumably to get rid of the boomers that are there, because they might be only in Japan. I don't know. They're dumb. It's a very dumb plan. <laughs> I mean, it's the Americans. What did you expect? <laughs> very fair. Uh, Galatia is going to go try to fuse with. I just said the fucking name. The umbrella. Umbrella. Thank you. Resident Evil. Umbrella. Got it. <laughs> Umbrella, which has a tactical nuke laser on it. Of course. And you may be asking, why doesn't America just nuke that so that way Galatia can't get to it? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we uh, have to have our finale in space. In space, yes. Uh, they go, they get on up there. They have to fight a dark version of their suits. Um, Lena and Nene during the final assault get kind of hit off and are going to basically be sent straight to earth and burn up in the atmosphere. But luckily with the last bit of energy transform their suits. Well, they let since the suits are boomers. They give the suits free reign, free control and allows them to turn into a certain like dolphin shape. I don't know why that allows them to fall to earth without immediately burning up in the atmosphere. Yeah. This leaves Pris to fight fight Alma. Yeah, I've changed the name multiple times. Fucking eat me. (laughs) Uh, And not in the good uh, In order to get up there, by the way, they needed to use Pris's super cool motorcycle. And and while they were in the skyhook, Pris was like, thanks for your help, I guess. This is kind of weird because I know you're a boomer, but I'm... It's weird. But you were cool, bike. And then bike went into space. 
and Pris is about to fight Galadia, but her battery runs out. Remember, the batteries could run out. They do now. Uh, and Pris is like, well, I guess I'm fucked. But then Motorcycle says, yo. <laughs> and Pris is like, yo. And then she gets in the a motorcycle back. It's like, this might work. But then Galadia throws metal goo that that's the best thing that i can call it yeah and it traps pris in a ball but luckily pris is able to overpower the ball of metal goo and becomes a mech within a mech within a mech well within a power suit yes <laughs> and then she makes a giant sword and stabs it through galadia and then Galadia's like oh life is precious because it's finite and you could die. It's like, yeah, I guess. Uh, my suit's out of power. Oh, I'll help you get back to Earth. <laughs> and then we see uh, Nene and Lena naked on an island as stuff, rain as energy rains down from Galadia. Mace, not Mason, uh, Maaki gets his memory back, so he's not just a brain dead boomer. And we see Pris singing a song in the middle of a desert as she walks around naked. Yep. The end. And that was Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. So, where do we begin? At least a quick summary of it. (laughs) So where do we begin? I don't know. Uh. Uh, Yeah, how about... How about with the story? How about let's start with that? Because the episodes, like we said earlier, do become more serialized than they were earlier. Yeah, which is actually kind of nice. Yeah. I. Because it, it felt like it... Wa- I don't... I guess because of the villains, it felt like it wanted to be more serialized. But since they were still doing introductions to the world and characters, mm-hmm. they had the uh, Boomer of the Week thing. Yeah. But now, oh, wait, I forgot to mention the summary. The old man dies at some point. I don't even have it written down in my notes. It doesn't matter. Literally, it didn't matter. it's so anticlimactic, it's hilarious. Because literally, like, Mason finds out that um, his fuck bot or whatever the hell, his secretary bot that he likes to, mm-hmm, uh, he, she is spying on him for the old man. She's, like, seeing through his eyes, and, like, he asks her questions, like, I cannot give you that because you don't have to clear it. So he just fucking shoots her. Um, and he finds out, ah, so the old man's spying on me. And then I don't know if he sends her to kill him or if like she went and killed him on his own because she loves him or some shit. But I think Galadia revived it to mm. send it back. Cause it was pretty dead. Yeah. Cause he shoots her in the head and it kind of like twitches, but then he just shoots her like three more times in the body or something like that. But yeah, she goes and she like pulls the plugs on the old man and, and that's it. He's, he's dead. He's dead and no one even fucking mentions this. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't it, even think the main characters knew who he was. No, that's the funny thing. Like he saw like, ah, yes, there's the night sabers. But yeah, they never run into him. The only person that runs into him is Mason. And then he dies from Mason's secretary bot. And that's it. Fucking yeah. So and, and that was the thing I knew I thought too when watching the series. I was just like, wow, that character was completely fucking pointless. <laughs> yeah, if you just had Mason as the villain, yeah. nothing would have changed. That would have been fine. And he has a personal stake in it as well, because he was one of the people at the lab who helped make Galatia. So the only other connection the old man has is that like Mason had to go get permission from the old man to use the, uh, uh, the earthquake device or whatever the fuck they call it to level Tokyo. He's like, ah, yes, it's reached, uh, it's prototype stage and we can use it if you want. Okay, go ahead. And that's about all the relevance the old man has in the story. (laughs) Yeah. He was a chairman of the company that made Galadia. Yeah. and, And that's it. That's about it. He's just so fucking pointless. Just, I don't know. I don't know why they couldn't just have Mason as the villain. Maybe they realized, wow, he's too weak of a villain or something. Maybe we need someone more, but they ended up being even more weak. Uh, 
yeah. just so pointless. Definitely the weakest part of the show is the villains. Um, Galati is fine because she's, you know, the classic omnipotent or the robot that gains a sentience and goes crazy and tries to take over the world. So, yeah, have you watched a sci-fi movie with evil robots? You've probably yeah. seen Galadia. <laughs> Pretty much, and we we have that. So, and w- which is there's still a better villain than the old man and Mason, but uh, excuse me, but still, it's like uh, I've seen this before. Show. It is cool though how they have their own spin on it, where she just becomes literally a giant robot because she sinks with the tower and then goes into space. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Which is kind of silly, though, just her going like when she forms the building to be a giant version of herself along the sunset. That looks cool. But going up into space looks kind of silly. I don't know. When she first started going up, it looked kind of cool because she went up and you saw the debris kind of floating beneath her. But yeah, when she was just it was just her silhouette in the sky. It looked a little silly because it kind of looked like a a dress. (laughs) Yeah, which I guess was the point, but... Yeah, still, that was just... A, and, and honestly, her facial expressions when she was floating around were kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> just kinda... But her eyes moving also got creepy. It did, yeah, because there was a great fucking moment where they're viewing um the giant uh, Galatia. That's the one. My, my my brain forgot who it was for a second. Um, but they're viewing It's a hard her... name. They're viewing her on the screen and they say, oh, yeah, she's going towards the umbrella. And then just without turning her head, her eyes just go and look at, straight at the camera. I was like, oh, it's poopy. <laughs> she knows. Uh, Actually, sticking on uh, some of the bat. Oh, I was just thinking of something and now my brain's forgetting. Is it the thing about the tone being a little eh at times? No, no, well, okay, that is so, some of the problem, like, near the end. Yeah. Like, it's... they go really cartoony with the jokes, yeah. which I don't mind usually, but there's, like, you know, with uh, Maki's death, that is a very heavy moment, and also, you know, the threat of nuking the entire world is pretty yeah. heavy, and then there's really chibi sort of humor going on, and I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah, and it does kind of become a little more cartoony in this half, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, like uh, when they're riding to catch the Skyhook, uh, Pris mentions how, oh, I didn't expect you guys to weigh so much. And they both get like angry red marks above their head like, oh, you mean the suits, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. And you actually see them like fly off. Like after that was, they that was funny. But the, 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 the most cartoony like part of that episode was Nene's face just going, eh! like her eyes and mouth just bulged out of her head which was yeah fucking hilarious <laughs> that's impossible those pallets can't go anywhere until the skyhook grabs them right oh my god Chris, we've got problems oh now i remember the other thing i was gonna say the sleaze oh like, the sleaze the, I, I think every anime so far that we watch we've made fun of the fan service and being fair I don't care. I don't care if you want... I, I watched 80s horror movies as a kid. Yeah. I don't care if you're going to try to sexualize characters, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But, but it's still, like, there's some eye rollers. Yeah. Like, we get more shots of in, them inside the suit. Like, it's a black background and you're seeing their facial reaction, whatever. But they're still naked. And there's one moment where Pris is running at super speed. And you see her tits bouncing around. It's like, why? Yeah, there was no reason for that. It's like, you could have just had her face in that, but you had to show her whole body, didn't you? <laughs> or when the HQ's under attack, they because, you know, they have to get naked for the suit. They're all standing around naked for like a solid yeah. two minutes. It's like, cool show. Great. Awesome. Can we get to the you know fight? Yeah, and I think Nigel even points out, he's like, hey, are you guys going to get in your suits? They're going to break in soon. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can you guys hurry this the God. fuck up? <laughs> I get fan service, but come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it just got oddly more sleazy near yeah. the end. Yeah, and then when they're first putting on the suits, when the goo thing happens, like, yeah, they have to get in it naked. And then <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I still don't get the fuzz guitar when the fucking thing entered like, enter their suits. Because it's like, oh, it's just like, whack, wow, that music in that scene was just... <laughs> Oh yeah, the oddly sexual music when they first 
put it on. Yeah. I forgot how weirdly sexual that scene was. Uh, I know this was a joke. I actually do kind of, I think it's a funny joke, but since it's literally skin tight, uh, Pris points out, because Lena's the first to try on a suit, and Pris points out that her pubic hair is yeah. showing. Because um, she's like, oh, she, yeah, because she goes, oh, you're jealous, aren't you? And she's like, well, I'm going to have to shave in a few places. I don't usually, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't do a zoom in or no. anything, but I was like, oh. Yeah, that's that's a good joke. <laughs> it's like, wait, you can see it, Ma- Maki. When were you gonna tell us, you pervert? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a little weird. Um, anything else negative you can think of, or um, besides more of just the the fucking babbling on uh philosophy yeah. and whatnot. Like it, it 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 was okay when Galatia was giving her big old speech about humanity and seeing them litter and all that. That was fine, but it just kind of dragged on, and it's like you guys are trying to be philosophical, but you're more of an action show. You're at your strongest when it's you know ladies fighting rogue rogue boomers. Uh. Yeah, the show never found enough balance in order to have that yeah. talk, honestly. Like, the implications can be interesting sometimes, but, like, when it tries to go full-on, you know, existentialism, it's like, sorry, you're uh, you're no ghost in the shell. Uh, forgive me, but you're no ghost in the shell. <laughs> yeah, you need a bit more restraint and subtlety yeah, which here. Which they didn't have. There were times where I think it was like Mason talking to his assistant where they would literally just stop everything they're doing and just spout existential nonsense. Uh, or when Mason's talking about like how he has a god complex. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Mason didn't talk to anyone in middle school so he became a big sad boy and then wanted to become god yeah he was that much of a loser that he just yeah yeah that's it i fucking all right (laughs) and we find out too that mason's organs were mostly replaced with uh boomer parts or whatever since he had cancer which is a really bad idea when again you go in a room (laughs) with someone who can make your uh your wristwatch kill you yeah, and that you see him like taking off his wristwatch and anything electronic before going in the room. It's like maybe Mason wasn't the best choice to be the you know person reaching out to Galatia. Couldn't send fucking anyone else in there. <laughs> none of those scientists. None of the people working for you. All right. <laughs> oh, there's also the weird thing where Galatia looks like um, what's her name? Celia. Sylvia. Cilia. Cilia. Yeah. She looks like Cilia. I don't know why. And she she talks like Cilia too in one scene. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, it's because she was made from uh, Cilia's mind because the chip that they implanted. Was... No, because again, she even points out like there was no reason for her to look like her. So yeah. why do I? Yeah, we don't know. But yeah, because we literally just it needed a human mind in order to sink the chip. And then they took the chip out and let it grow in a test tube. And that became Galatia. It's just like, okay, yeah, cool, I guess. Uh, Yeah, that never really finds its footing either. But (laughs) yeah, never went anywhere. Yeah, I think that's about it for the negative, though, huh? (laughs) Yeah, because the positive definitely outweighs all the some of the negative aspects. So those are more just, you know, it's it's a bit out. It's a bit of a distraction, but it's not it doesn't take away from the awesomeness of the rest of the show, frankly. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't weigh the show down too much. No, it just it's something that needs to be pointed out because it is a little noticeable. Uh, But yeah, the animation is still solid, even if I did notice a little more budget cuts here because they had to save it, you know, for the big ass final fight. Which is 100% fair and I'm fine with. Yes, absolutely. Um, It also contains my favorite arc, which was the one where they're all trapped in the police station and just had to survive and get a way out. I love that arc. That was tense and creepy. (laughs) Okay, I wish they did. Uh, I know I said this while we were talking, but I wish instead of sticking with the bitch and rock music that this show has, that went for something a bit creepier to keep the tension up, but it still works. Yeah. It still works, and it's still a really solid part of that show. I love those three episodes. They're great. <laughs> yeah. And the animation it, is just also good in that. 
just all the creepy fucking robots yeah. and how veiny they are and yeah. they're since they were already destroyed, you see like holes and chips in their armor. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then that was that was kind of the point, like where the show became okay in my mind to like just oh, this is a really good show now. <laughs> that sucks that it takes till after the halfway point to be like, oh yeah, this is actually really good. Yeah, but that but then you know they decide because they need to introduce it and everything. But then they like I said, go more serialized, and that's when the show really does become like it's super entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> there is also some funny reads still yeah. in this show or just odd sentences like when Celia is in a coma um, and she starts to wake up instead of saying oh she's waking up Pris says her eyelids moved or her eyelids are twitching or something like that <laughs> yeah it's like you, you could Thanks. just say she's waking up who says that <laughs> also the random ass fucking line I forgot about that made me die um, it was when um, Pris and Leon were talking because they're they're a couple now. They're falling in love and all that stuff. But yep. um, they're talking outside of the RV that the Nightsabers travel around, and and the Southern guy is just around the corner. And once she walks away, he just goes, "Ah, loser!" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because he uh, she turns down like a final kiss or something. Yeah, it's just, okay. Thanks, asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, because they find a few more uh, refugees in Tokyo. <laughs> ah, loser! <laughs> like, what? It's such a quick joke, but it's so funny. <laughs> also, drunk Lino is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love how she drank, like, everyone else out. <laughs> yeah. She's just, like, going right for it. She's like, can you believe it? I this. <laughs> Then like this is like she's just like patting the one guy in the head, just like laughing. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, and Nene's still funny in oh, the yeah. se- in this. I almost said season in this half of the show. <laughs> I love Nene. Nene's great. <laughs> again, if we ever do Full Metal Panic, you'll hear her there again too. <laughs> Damn it! I don't want to fucking hear her again. She's great <laughs> and adorable, and I love her. And you can be quiet. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I can't. This is an audio podcast. Damn it, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's good. Story's still really solid. Like we said, animation good. Characters are still really well done. Um, everyone kind of gets a love interest except for Lena, <laughs> which they make fun of. <laughs> yeah, Lena's just alone, yeah. I guess. Because Nene um, has a thing with Maki, and then uh, Pris has a thing with Leon. So, and then, by the way, I love how Wong just kind of bugs off to the country for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just left, didn't he? He, he just, yeah, he just, like, because after that whole thing goes down, he just goes off to the country. Like, he said, I think I'll go back to the country where my old folks live. And then that's that. And then Leon's the only one helping them throughout the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, Pris becomes the main character now. The they just hard shift over to her and Lena kind of actually Lena is not really in the show for a good couple episodes. Is she not? No, like for the, uh, when the police station is getting attacked, she isn't really around yeah. that much. Oh yeah. Cause she's with, uh, cause it more focuses on Nene for that arc. Um, but yeah, Pris, yeah. Pris comes in and rescues her with Leon. But yeah, actually, um, Lena stays behind, and the reason is they don't have her hard suit, hard suit ready yet. Yeah, and so she is just behind, like in the pit with uh, uh, Cilia, and she's just kind of providing support, I guess, because she's there at the end in the helicopter with them. But yeah, for that whole arc, she's just kind of not there, is she? Huh. <laughs> Even for the rest of the show, she's kind of sidelined yeah. compared to Pris. Yeah, and I again we assume just because Pris became the fan favorite, so we're like, okay, in the second half we'll focus more on her, <laughs> which I'm fine with. It's not like both are still good characters. It's just it is kind of weird to shift who your main character is midway through the show. Yeah, that's that is a little strange. <laughs> uh. Also, Pris apparently hates the police, and I. I'm going to assume boomers as well. She never says why. Yeah, because they exactly, think that but... it's like, why do you hate boomers so much? And she refuses to say. But she says why she hates the AD police. It's because a rogue boomer attacked near a place she was squatting. And in the shootout with AD police, it shot her favorite music CD. Yep. 
<laughs> I like how you said it's like, you know, if a robot destroyed my iPod, I'd be mad too. <laughs> yeah. I just love how it's the most petty reason, though. It's like, oh, no, my CD was destroyed. Yeah. It's not like a family member died or anything. Just a CD. Yeah. And she's a musician. So it was like one of her most inspirational songs to her. <laughs> But, you know, it's also 2040. You're telling me you can't find another? Well, this was made in 98 before the advent of, you know, iPods and all that. So. <laughs> I know, but are they assuming that reprints of CDs are just oh. gone at this point? Yeah, no, probably not. Yeah, right? <laughs> did, did no one tell Pris there's such thing as a CD store? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's what Leon does at the end of the show. It's like, yeah. here is a was it this cd oh my, oh my god, god i thought there was only one yeah uh, or like one of the band members are like so why don't we sell any of our cds in the cd store the what you mean you don't know <laughs> there's a place where you could buy music you're a what? musician you're a musician and you don't know this <laughs> Nah, man, just roll with the times. Uh, I thought those were coasters. <laughs> I thought those were just really cool posters with a bunch of music things on them. <laughs> no, coasters, not posters. No, that's why I said coasters with a bunch of bands oh, on them. Oh, fucking Discord. <laughs> Thanks, Discord. Oh, God. But yeah. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> uh, Chris becomes the main character more. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that happens and that's fine. And she gets, you know, the big climactic final battle. <laughs> but I still love how fucking uh, Galadia is just like, oh, death is a natural thing. That's pretty neat. Because <laughs> it comes shortly after the really cool fucking one liner where she's about to defeat her. It's like, um, now I'll show you the other half of living. Dying! I was like, yeah! <laughs> Sick. <laughs> uh but yeah, that finale did get really ridiculous in space, and I loved it that way. I mean, it, it was kind of the natural place to go, really. <laughs> like, how do you top a Godzilla-sized boomer? Just go into space and defeat a giant boomer in space. Come on. <laughs> While being a Mac within a Mac within yeah. a power suit. In hindsight, a very Studio Trigger thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Very Gurren Lagann yeah. of them. Every Studio Trigger production has to end up in space somehow. <laughs> It's true it's always in space always in space because i mean that's the, it's the final frontier <laughs> but yeah overall, and actually yeah i was going to talk about uh maki's sacrifice because that was actually a pretty good emotional moment yeah that was a really good moment go right ahead <laughs> I, I don't know how like it actually holds the weight pretty well if only there wasn't the fucking commercial break <laughs> Yeah, it kind of ruins the moment because there's this really, like, really well done emotional moment. And it uh, still has the regular thing, though, of like this big, huge guitar solo. It's like, thanks, commercial. <laughs> thanks, guys. You could just cut to commercial. You needed the outro thing. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, that that was a really well done emotional moment. So... <laughs> I liked that. Because I, I did also find it sad, just like what he was saying, where it was the last bits of his memory where he was yeah. talking to um, Nene. It's like, I don't really know who you are, but I have a couple of files here that say you're important. Yeah, like, like he's Jesus like, I don't, he's like, I don't remember your face or something, but I know that you were somebody important to me. And I'm just like, oh, God, no. Uh <laughs> Yeah, he's... And then he makes he becomes orbital laser somehow. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, at the end when she explodes and makes the rain go to Earth, she gives him his memories back through the rain somehow. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be able to find Nene and Lena on that <laughs> island wherever the fuck they are. Yeah. <laughs> Bare ass naked. Just, just in the middle naked. of nowhere. They'll probably find some like leaves or something to cover up with. <laughs> some like big palm leaves make it into a bra or something <laughs> i just hope the suits have tracking devices <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like you know i don't know if it was an island or if it was a coastline but hopefully a coastline <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> but yeah it is interesting how it just kind of ends there we don't see them get back together i think it's just that word that's where it ends 
Yeah, there is, like, usually there's at least, like, pictures in the credits where it's like, here's them together, here's the sort of wrap-up. Yep. No, but just... no, it just ends. <laughs> but at least we know everybody is still alive and well. For now. Yep. <laughs> It's the name of the episode, guys. That that was a joke. Uh, also, I can't believe that I forgot to mention last episode that all the episodes are references to uh, bands and music. Japan loves our music. Which is fine. I mean, classic rock is fucking great, so I, mean, I can't fault them. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now where? Well, I, is there anything else, or is that it, really? I don't really know, because like, the action is still really bitching. Hell yeah. It's over the top fun. Like, I love just the. I know we've mentioned it multiple times now, but the ending is just so over the top ridiculous. It's great. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It is absolutely a well deserved finale. It's great. <laughs> Even though the comedy can be out, feel out of place at times, it's still cool. Yeah, it's still funny. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, the the way the characters react off each other is still is great. So the dynamic there and the humor is just fun. So yeah, um, yeah, still a fantastic show. Just in hindsight, just overall, I I still love the hell out of the show. And this show is very underrated because it it just flew under the radar of most people. Like people just don't talk about this one. And when I looked up Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, there was like one or two pages that said, yeah, this um, show is underrated or something. It was on like the most underrated anime or something like that. Um, Actually with uh, the current thumbnail or background of this episode, mm -hmm. the, I was going to make, cause I had over the top of Teller's place base image to to do these things for totally nothing special wait for the hundredth episode <laughs> uh, but I was gonna put Nene's helmet on uh Cameron's head because he, that's his favorite character so I thought it'd be cool whatever there are no images even fan art that are bigger than like 400 pixels or something yeah because I found so, one I might I could probably send to you. But yeah, there's not a lot out there. The fact that the only ones we have on the internet are just low-res images, probably just screenshots from the show. Yeah, which, in case you haven't ever used Photoshop, trying to expand that looks terrible. So mm -hmm. now it's just... The helmet's just there on the table. Yep. <laughs> and I think even in... Um, even in its home country of Japan, it didn't like do amazing or something like that. Because I'm reading here, it says it premiered in Japan on October 7th, 98, and aired weekly until December 23rd, 98. The remaining 12 episodes premiered on January 99, with new episodes airing weekly until the series concluded on March 31st, 99. Episodes 25 and 26 were unaired. And instead, of air and said, um, along with the OVAs, they were released directly to VHS and Laserdisc. Really? Yeah. Wow. It, so it did bad. Yeah, it didn't do too well. But like, I whoever's seen it in hindsight has realized, yeah, this is a good series that should get some more attention. Frankly. Uh, I was about to say something. I lost track. You're good. <laughs> Fuck. Images on the internet, something like that. Oh, I was gonna say also because like there, there's not even a Blu-ray release of this. There's only the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Just, but yeah, if you get a chance to see this, I would say definitely check, yeah. give it a shot. It's fun. Absolutely. If you're into like, you know, sci-fi and cyberpunk and all that good stuff, absolutely check it out. It's a fantastic sci-fi anime. I, I, I still really loved it. Cause again, I, I saw the commercial. And I'm like, wow, that's bubblegum prices and watched it and was like, Hey, that was pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, from, from, from a, from a critical standpoint, I'd definitely give this like a good seven out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 7, 6.5, something around there. Yeah, i definitely give it a 7 out of 10, but for personal enjoyment, I'd probably give it a 7.5. It's not an 8 out of 10, but I still love this series. It's great. <laughs> I think some of the like some of the villain problems play a bit down for yeah, me. That's fair. But it's still solid. Yes, absolutely. So definitely, we uh, definitely recommend this show. <laughs> and... Um... With that, that is the last TV episode of 2020. Because, mm -hmm. again, we're not doing Star till next year. Yep. And the rest is movies and special-ish episodes. Mm -hmm. 
aka topic wheels and stuff like that yeah top 10 topic wheels and something else we might try we're seeing where that we still don't even like okay uh because i used to mention time a lot on when we were recording things we're recording this the week before it's due this is probably the closest we've been to record almost the closest we've been to recording an episode and releasing it yeah exactly (laughs) i think last episode of bubblegum crisis was closer because we recorded that like i think tuesday before the friday it was due because i was super fucking busy that week and i literally pounded it out all in one night just on thursday the day before yeah it was supposed to be uploaded and i haven't cut it that close since like last year when we were all backed up (laughs) yeah so we're kind of a bit close right now luckily things are going to be able to go hopefully easier in november and december yep so and then January will absolutely help because that's just what we do in order that we take January off. <laughs> For some, we don't have an actual reason yeah. there. It's just a nice time to take a break. Yeah, just it's the end of the year and all that. Or it's the beginning of a new year and all that. And yeah, <laughs> it just um, feels right. But uh, also, do come back tomorrow because we have a Halloween special. <laughs> yes, so fun. we do. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we're pretty excited for it. You said it's one of your favorite episodes we've done so far. Oh, after editing it, I'm so fucking happy oh, with yeah. it. So stay <laughs> tuned for that. We hope you will love it. And happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Merry Hanukkah. <laughs> or whatever the fuck he just said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. God, it's so hard to end these fucking things. God damn it. Just. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc on twitter if you wish to watch a video version of the podcast it can be found on the youtube channel cam cam thanks again to teller's place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails and if you enjoyed the show please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use 